0: Drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Brew Lads. I've
1: only been in love with a beer bottle and a mirror. That from Sid Vicious. Who's that? He is a punk singer. Oh, okay. A punk follows straight-laced rock. I don't, I don't know about that stuff. I thought you were only into modern Nashville country. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be something like Big and Rich or something. <laughs> that's the only thing I know. Or uh, any light modern jazz. <laughs> right. Anything the Oasis locally plays. Exactly. It. Anything that's led by Kenny G and his is, band of all stars. Is the Oasis way too much of a local reference? I, I think that's, <laughs> especially since it's internet only now, I yeah, think that's true. way too local. <laughs> okay. Now, we'll say, we'll extend to you um, Happy National Rice Pudding Day. It was just Happy National IPA Day. That's true. Which is more famous. But we're not for us. Se- we're, today we're celebrating rice pudding, not oh, okay. IPA. We did miss. Although our IPA episode, our IPA episode did come out on IPA Day, our yeah. last one uh, with the textile project. Now it isn't. It's sad we're not able to put the show out on National Shapewear Day, which is tomorrow. So sad. Uh, which I know you celebrate all forms of shapewear. <laughs> what I'm is a it? National Shake Weight Episode or uh, <laughs> that, Day? That's Friday. No, oh, okay. What, right. is, what is shapewear? Is that like I don't know? Bras Does it actually or? shape you in a certain way? I don't know. I would assume so. Is that I, don't know about that. Lederhosen... Yeah, or some kind of compression wear of yeah. some sort. So all your Under Armour gear, maybe like some kind of girdle. Is that a is that shapewear? <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> or is it like you're wearing a, dressed up like a triangle or something? Yes. So did you have an IPA on IPA day? Because I did. Uh, we did because we did the show that day, the Texas projects oh, yeah. Project. But of course, was I did. that on the day? Yeah, I that guess was, it was on National yeah. IPA Day. So okay, yeah, we did. Fair enough. Yeah, we did. Never question <laughs> me again. Although it was International Beer Day this. Last Friday, I think? Yeah. Which I did not have a beer since I'm on the uh, whole no drinking kick for the most part. Yeah, true. Except for this show. He's on the whole lipo <laughs> kick, you know. Yeah. I'm on the reverse <laughs> lipo kick. I'm putting all the fat back into my body. Everyone else who gets lipo, <laughs> they stick it into Mark. That's right. I go <laughs> onto the, all the garbage bins where they dump it outside the plastic right. surgery centers. I just hook a tube up to that and have it... Uh, it's like the bank tubes, you know, with the little, yes. little, the little things. that just shoots it right into my butt. He's trying to see if he can fill his body up to like Ten thousand pounds that's right if you can do that. that's right i'm but trying to walk i'm trying to have that bones even crushing. bigger butt than a Kardashian <laughs> fair enough that's quite a lofty goal actually it is I've only got like thirty more trips to the uh, fat vat <laughs> that's not too many to match just to match it though yes so today we have a couple of stories to discuss <laughs> we do as we do most days um, I thought this one was kind of interesting, even though it was from a terrible terrible news source, which is uh Fox News and fox' the news most is- luxurious. Fact-based news source. It's pretty horrible. It is. And, um, you know, we're recording on a Saturday today, which is August don't, 5th. Don't ruin the illusion. I'm, I'm going to pull back the curtain and say today's August 5th. <sighs> Ruining the illusion. Uh, it is not Earth. National Rice, <laughs> Rice Pudding Day, then. No, it's not. That's God. I'm you sorry. just ruined the illusion <laughs> to everybody, all of our listeners. Well, they can celebrate when they're listening to National Rice Pudding Day. <laughs> the guy that recognized you On Rotation got recognized yet again. Now you've just you pulled back the curtain, <laughs> opened the Komodo. His, he did not recognize me. He recognized dreams, the name of the show. His dreams are dashed upon <laughs> the rocks of beardom. Anytime Mark you. and I go out together, they're like, look at this guy and then Dustin Yeah, well. yeah they're like, look at this fat ass. <laughs> He's like, they're like, this is the guy from uh, Brewblood's, and then yeah, there's this other guy. Like, would, oh, yeah, there is a second guy named Dustin. I forgot about him. There's the guy with the fat ass and with a head the size of a Kardashian ass. <laughs> That's Mark. It's the only reason they recognize me. Whatever reason, they recognize you. I they recognize don't recognize me for the show, though. <laughs> they just well, recognize like. me for my large fat deposits. <laughs> well, like you said, Friday was International Beer Day. And there was an article on, Fox, on said Fox News that was talking about the most popular beer in the world that you've never heard of. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and declare this fake news. It's fake news because it's on Fox News, yes. That's right. I would agree. Um, was well, somebody sexually harassed in the writing of this article? <laughs> they're very well may have Ben. Uh, but they said that this beer is more popular than Heineken, Budweiser, Bud Light, all of that stuff. Which, all of those, I would figure, may be the most renowned national... Mm-hmm. Nationally known beers are internationally known. I, I feel like Budweiser is an international brand at this point. You might be right, considering the despite of their ownership. But I'm yeah. just saying, even just name recognition. <laughs> right. So you know they were talking about something called Snow, John Snow, not John Snow, but yeah. a Snow Lager from China. Have you ever heard of this beer? Never have. No. It's uh, the has become the largest single beer brand by volume worldwide since 2008. Wow. And I'm going to tell you, I have never heard of this thing. Have you seen it anywhere? No, never have. Not in any craft beer shops. Is it a craft beer? Uh, I I doubt (laughs) it. It's a lager. And the most recognized worldwide beer, I'm going to guess it is not a craft beer. Uh, Yeah, probably not. I I guess, is it only available in Asia? It is. No, it's internationally available. I know, but what is international? Is that just the Asian continent? Is that, uh, it does not say, unfortunately, because Fox News has poor reporting, sure. does not have their distribution. But I'm still kind of cra- it's still kind of crazy to me that something that would be the number one selling beer, no matter where yeah. it's from, even if it is limited to the Asian continent, we have not at least heard of it. I don't know. I just feel like if it's that popular, we would have you know? Oh, snow is popular in Asia. I don't know. Right? Seems like it would have come up. Yeah, maybe not from your average spare guy, but we are kind of in the biz, as you <laughs> like to say. Like, hey. Look at us in the biz, bro. I'm hey, like, yeah, it's Mark in the biz. Yeah, exactly. You recognize so, his head? It means I'm in the biz. <laughs> See how I get recognized everywhere <laughs> we go? It's because we're in the biz. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. I can only afford these fat deposits because <laughs> I'm in the biz. Right. So do you have any interest in trying a snow? Not really. No, me neither. I do like the quote, uh, the last quote on the story, that is much like uh, I told my wife on our you know wedding night, yeah. it is what it is, and really, and really for what it is, it's not terrible. Like the <laughs> bottle says, relax, it's fine. <laughs> Was your wean in a bottle on your wedding night? Well, just it's a comparative statement. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I said much the same thing to woo my wife on the wedding night. <laughs> right. It's like just relax. It's Sorry, fine. it is. What it's it not is. terrible. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> you could do worse. But it's not. You could do worse. You could do a lot better <laughs> <Yeah>. than me. <laughs> For but sure. A, but, yeah. but you could do worse by far. <laughs> Fortunately, that seems to be accepting because she has stayed with you so. That's far. true. That's very true. acceptable, I should say. Yeah, and there's not much she's getting out of this marriage, or she divorces me financially speaking. <laughs> she'll get half your debt, though. Well, she'll get half my beer. What, well, and half your debt.
0: Uh, yeah, half so the debt, that's, true. that's yeah. true.
1: She'll get half the debt. So it's not like, a positive, I would say. <laughs> so she just <laughs> no, wait until the house is paid off sure. till we can sell it. Right. So interesting news out of the UK is that the... Is um, well, I think it's interesting. Okay. Considering that uh, cussing is fairly prevalent in the U.K., just like it is here. Just like nudity. Especially among pub culture, yes. More so in the U.K., since they have the Page Six Girls. Well, that's what I'm saying. U.K., nudity, and cussing. They are popular. okay, yes. They're okay with the chesticles over there in the yeah. U.K. We are not, U.S., not so much. Yeah. yeah. We're more about just blowing heads off. We have the Puritan standards of yeah. extreme violence. Yeah. No no T's a-popping, but you can <laughs> right. blow a head off. Heads can pop. Heads can pop. Literally. No, but T's cannot yeah, tees pop. cannot. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, Sam Smith line of pubs, the ones who make the... Uh, Banana bread ale and the others very good beer. Yeah, well, they own over 200 pubs in the UK, and they have decided to ban UK patrons from swearing, from cussing, from tossing out the old yeah, the old bombs, the old word bombs, which we know that if you watch any British movie, anything in Masterpiece Theater, they love to cuss in the UK. Yeah. Every episode of Masterpiece Theater is just a constant... Everything's bloody this and that. Oh, it's bloody that, but it's just a constant stream of shit, cunt, ass. Isn't bloody cursing over there though? Yeah, it, well, I guess it depends on the context. Yeah. And that's like really... bloody hell, isn't that cursing? Bloody hell is technically cursing, yeah. Yeah, okay. So can uh, you say bloody hell at Sam Smith? Probably not. Right? Well, that's one of the points of this article from yeah. the old Wall Street Journal is that yeah. what's acceptable to one person may not be acceptable to the other, and they haven't really defined... Right. What those words are, other than probably the, you know, seven George Carlin words. So we can't go into a pub over there, and I can't call you by your Halo name of. Kind of. Mm. They would probably kick us out of there. <laughs> you can, you cannot. Surprisingly <laughs> not. Uh, they have the managers of the Sam Smith pubs have been instructed to refuse orders from foul mouth drinkers, and have begun ejecting some patrons who refuse to curb their swearing. Hmm. But it is, it does. I mean. I think if I you feel think like of swearing and beer, kind of go together. Of course, but I think of you get rowdy, you get sweary. I think of UK pub culture, and I think of drinking and swearing. Like, yeah. I mean, you grab it. I mean, that all you kind grab of ass, ass right? I mean, is a term of affection in the UK? <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not. I mean, even there, you would say like, what's so bad about it? And, and they're saying, well, we need to. They want to make a more family friendly atmosphere. Well. Guess yeah. what? Kids don't need to be exposed to God <laughs> f- sh- and you know bloody anus. You know what's also time. very prevalent in beer and er, beers and pubs? Yeah, is a lot of drinking of alcohol. Yeah, is that really kid friendly. And anyway? that's an adult activity. Yeah, I was I, gonna say. I admit they have a more healthy attitude towards drinking. In I know, Europe, but I'm just saying if you want to be if you're gonna start saying swearing, but is if not you want to kid- get technical, yes, absolutely. Then probably massive amounts of alcohol yeah. consumption or not either. And guess what? We need to teach people is that they're just words. Like they they're just. Words. You have so many beliefs you're going to have to do oh, in this I know, episode. So much censor. Yeah. Oh, fortunately, you have to do it, not me. So. It's, it really is all about the yeah. intent, though. Like, who cares if I call someone a, a I don't know, a <laughs> snorting c*** <laughs> You yeah. know, like, well, I, I didn't mind your uh, Halo name of c***. Exactly. That was perfectly fine. Exactly. It was, it was funny. <laughs> but, you weren't calling someone that. It was just your right. name. <laughs> it's just, get just get over it. It's all about yeah. the intent. Uh, Although, that's one of the most abrasive. Words, <laughs> it was for sure. It was. But, um, uh, you know, I always made the uh, back when I considered myself churchified, and I actually believed in you like know, two years ago a deity, yeah. um, which was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually cut to give up God yesterday <laughs> yeah, through text. Um, I actually my whole point towards you know because I used to even when I was in in the church mm-hmm. um, I would cuss all the time and my whole point was what does it matter it's just a word it's it's all about the it's, intent behind the word we have, we as humans and people have made those things bad yes. because they're not for, inherently bad they're just words because for some nebulous reason yeah uh, you know it, 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 we just decided these particular words are offensive for exactly, no for yeah. no reason yeah. other than just some board of lesser minds decided that they were offensive. Yeah. When really, we should just... Yeah, we decided sex is okay, but f*** is not. But it's really the same activity. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We should just be allowed to say that, you know, can be torn all over the place with (laughs) 50,000 lining the halls of your golden palace c*** interior. It's evolving anyway, because, like, ass and, you know, damn and all those used to be curse words. That's true. I guess technically they still are, but they're so light, nobody cares about it. Yeah. Ass and damn, and, and even... I would say networks like FX, cable networks have well, sh- sh- yeah. become more into the common parlance. Yeah. And I would say before that, even, you know, just speaking of popular culture, like when it comes to like nudity or even the word, I think maybe even the word sh- um, ABC back in the day in YPD Blue with no, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Franz's ass or whatever is, you know. Yeah. They used to show his ass <laughs> all the time. That, yeah. I mean, they used to show nudity on a regular basis. They don't, they, well, the interesting thing is we've that had... That was definitely regular material for you back yeah. in middle school. But, uh, Exactly. <laughs> But post-Janet Jackson-Nipplegate, yeah. you know, Super Bowl, everything seemed, seemed to proceed Like, yeah. oh, God, we're so offended by a throwing star nipple yeah. that we've kind of gone the opposite direction. But yeah. then slowly we've been making headway again, although not with nudity. America's odd anyway with that. The, yeah. the, the, anything to do with the body and nudity and sex is mm-hmm. so has to be so hidden but yeah. you can have the most violent destruction yeah. the most violent death of all time and it's like oh that's fine. Oh Don't I worry. guarantee in the live action that. The live action Bambi movie that's coming up you're yeah. going to see John Hunter with his like Just AK-47 blow Bambi's mom, blow Bambi's mom away Halloween. like he's going to like yeah. do it Eastwood style up against her head oh, yeah. and blow her away from the inside out like mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. head with yeah. uh, with an AK-47 that's probably but how Bambi's the mom died. But if having ride. sex but yeah, you're out. Yeah, but if you show, yeah, yeah, John Huntsman having sex with Snow White or something. Although, no, oddly you're out. enough, sex is a lot more natural than destroying people with guns. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think death is more natural than oh, sex. Oh, yeah, exact, yeah, exactly. It, it's just, it's a weird culture we have over there. And it, that's why it's so death weird. Death is natural, but death with gun, yeah. and extreme violence, maybe not so much. That's why it's so weird seeing this coming from the UK. That Yeah, I agree. I mean, drinking that's is an adult, adult activity. I guarantee well, ever since Brexit, UK has kind of started going down a bad yeah. path. So. Yeah, no no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. They're, they're not the fun socialists they used to be. And I, I, I guarantee that by the time those kids are of an age to start drinking ciders, mm-hmm. at the very least, they already know all those words. And they already use them amongst their friends. You know what? I knew all those words living in, yeah, you know... Straight-laced America, supposedly. Yeah. The, it's totally not. Although you also had access to uh, Skinamax. That's true, I did. At a young age. I really, from, a from very age, young age. From the age of two and a half, you had your own personal <laughs> subscription to Skinamax. I had so much softcore porn in the bank by the time I was 15. <laughs> so many videotapes. Yeah. Compilation tapes. So many Boner Jams. Right. <laughs> Boner Jams, Bonner 84. Boner Jams, 94. <laughs> Boner Jams, 91. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Probably going back to 84. <laughs> So today we're going to take on another IPA. We're going to we're going to post celebrate IPA. We're going to celebrate IPA day two days in, or two weeks in a row. Yes. And this time we're taking on a little brewery from Conroe, Texas. Tiny little brewery, but not really. Called Southern they're, Star. They're a decent sized brewery. Yes. Houston's favorite Southern Star. Southern Star.
0: Hey guys, Josh here just to let you know, to remind you, to get the word out, to put it in your brain that no matter when you're listening to this podcast Thursday, is right around the corner. What's so significant about Thursday? Well, at Thursday at noon, you get to tune in and listen live to Liquid Lunch. Join myself and Catherine Contreras from She's Crafty Podcast as we join forces to bring you Texas's live midday craft beer show. It's the only one like it out there in the entire world. We're live. We take your calls at 713-678-0070. We have on the best guests in the craft beer world from the state of Texas and beyond, and it's just a fun time. You'll hear what you eating what you drinking we'll get the latest in uh, news and craft beer goings-ons promotions of all the latest happenings and you can be a part of the show with us each and every thursday at noon liquidlunchshow.com is where we're located also on our facebook page and our youtube channel streaming live video and audio your choice come join the party kick off the weekend thursday at noon liquidlunchshow.com that's liquid lunch we'll see you there
1: southern star brewing out of conroe texas now you're conroe fan mark i don't know much about conroe (laughs) but in my limited experience i'm a fan of southern star I have uh, one of my, it wasn't my Gateway beer, but one of my first craft beers was the Buried Hatchet Stout. Yeah, so for um, excuse me, for uh, Southern Star, their two primary beers are the Pine Belt uh, Pale Ale and the Buried Hatchet Stout. And like you, I didn't really see the Pine Belt around much that mm-hmm. I remember, but um, they claim it's their signature, so I'll, I'll you know, won't argue I see it around now and again, but I see the Buried yeah. Hatchet way more often. But yeah, I feel like the Buried Hatchet's much more notable. And uh, other than that, I'm not sure I've had a lot. You know, ac- occasionally the bombshell blonde will be out somewhere. Um, I don't tend to go for blonde, but yeah, it's not a bad blonde in my opinion. What have you had from them? Other than uh, just Hatchet? pretty much the Barrett Hatchet. Is, Is that, that it? I'm pretty sure I've had the Pine Belts, um, but I also feel like we don't get a lot of Southern Stars stuff here. Or if we do, I'm just not. Oh, I it on think the we shelf. get most everything. You're do just we? not Yeah, you're just, might just not glazing over them. it on the shelf. Yeah. That's right, another one. That's, glaze over. Yeah. yeah, that's my fault then. While you're headed over to Miller Coors, you, you just glaze over this stuff. Go for Zima, man. It's back. <laughs> so Southern Star, just to kind of give you the scope of their uh, distribution, right now they go to Texas, Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, and South Carolina. So quite a decent little distribution. They are yeah. they are a mid-sized brewery. I don't know their uh, barrel uh, production right now, but uh, it's, it's definitely enough to cover that many states. So, you know, it's a pretty good size. At least one barrel per year. Yeah. <laughs> At least one they they spread amongst several states, <laughs> we know at least one like seven states they break up one barrel yeah, exactly uh some of their top beers out there we've already mentioned the berry hatchet, excuse me, buried hatchet, the uh pine belt, and then uh bombshell blonde, the bombshell blonde gets pretty low rating on rate beer, yeah, it only gets a forty two on two hundred and forty two reviews to me. It's not any different than like the Deep Ellen Blonde and some other blondes I've had. I, I don't really understand why it gets that low rating. But. I, I feel like blonde is one of those categories that is due for a renaissance. Yeah, I think it I think it is, because Colch has kind of come back recently. Yeah. Um they've even tried to bring back lager with black lager and lagers with, you know, cucumber and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like blonde could definitely it, it's a nice it's kind of like a sweet malty base beer. I, I feel like that's a good one that I think you it's really clean, add some stuff. I think it's a clean palate from which you can really jazz. You could zhuzh it, sh- it up some. It's that a nice clean up. slate. Yes. To start absolutely. from. The uh, Buried Hatchet Stout gets a 97 overall and 63 in style. The uh, Pine Belt gets an 84 overall and 88 in style. The uh, Bl- uh, Bombshell Blonde gets a 42 and 66 in style. The Valkyrie Double IPA, which I have not had, gets a 92 overall and 62 in style. The... Uh, La mort vivante. Uh, that is a. Excuse me, I can't read that. Uh, Bier de garde. It gets a forty-three overall in forty-eight in style. So, rate beer would tell you to avoid it. The Black Crack, which is an imperial stout, gets a ninety-seven overall, seventy-one in style. The uh, Star Walloon gets is a Belgian ale that gets a sixty-nine overall, eighty-three in style. The old potentate. Uh, Potentate, yeah. Sorry, I'm reading it on the <laughs> tiny phone screen here. Uh, Old ale, uh, that one gets a. Where are we? Forty nine uh, overall in a thirty one in style, and then uh, the last couple are the Roush beer and Roche beer, which is a smoked something, which is cut off here. It gets a seventy overall and fifty five in style, and the uh, Cacade ale, which is an imperial IPA. Uh, that gets a seventy-one a roll and twenty-six in style. Very low for an IPA. I, mean, I that's, believe that's cock aided, is it? Cock aided. Okay, I'm sorry. Again, I'm reading I need to zoom in. As in eating a cock or a rooster. That makes sense. Well, yes. if you see a rooster in distress, you are <laughs> cockading them. So despite all of that, that those none of those beers are the ones we're doing today. No, we're not. Today we're talking about the Mango Theory, which is based on their conspiracy theory IPA, which I also have not had. And uh, it comes up with an ABV of 6.5%, an IB of 60, and you should uh, serve it in a shaker Shaker or or snifter. Standard for IPAs, that makes sense. Yep, and the official description is that we've taken our Conspiracy Theory IPA and seriously kicked it up a notch by infusing it with mango. This limited release draft only has a beautiful orange color and a fruity mango aroma and flavor. Yeah, and I looked around for the ratings. Not very many people have actually rated this at all. Uh, Beer Advocate has no score. Uh, the nine, the ninety-four overall and zero in style and rate beer. I got that from only two reviews that have been out there. So they have not had a lot. Uh, Untapped was the only source that had a decent amount of reviews. They give it a three point seven eight out of five on five hundred and three unique reviews. Being draft only, though, I'm not surprised. So yeah, no, I agree, and uh, that's not a horrible rating, you know. So that's that's you know fair to midland for sure. Yeah. Three point seven eight. It's a, it's above average. Anything and we, above three point five. We picked this up from uh, on rotation, which is our uh, local. I don't want to. What do you call them? A growler shop slash... They're mostly experimental a growler shop. Yeah. I mean, beer they're a growler shop, shop, but they also brew their own beers. So they'll brew their own, and they... Yeah. I think they... I could be wrong, but don't they have their own randall where they will take... They infuse other people's, other breweries' beers with new ingredients? I won't say you're wrong on that, but I don't know that for I sure. I think that's I, right. I do know that they do their own. Yeah. Uh, and they do quite a wide variety. Like today, they had a Jalapeno Saison on, yeah. uh, an Imperial Ale, uh, imperial Stout on, um, and they'll... They do a lot of experimental stuff where they infuse, you know, fruits and fruits and veggies in with yeah. regular styles, which I kind of appreciate, especially around here. I don't think we get enough uh, places that do like, you know, a cucumber colch or something like that. Right. Which is perfect for the Satan's a- of summer that we live in down here. I, I think those kind of refreshing beers are perfect. And I don't get why more, more people don't do that. And we were done untapped or I think last time they or no, it was Big Texas. They demanded that we come interview them. They did uh, one of the reps, which we still have not done. Which we it was need one to of the co owners, actually. I found out today. Oh, okay. So, well, yes. there you go. So she demanded that we come interview them. Yes. So we will definitely rectify that in the future. Just uh, yes, uh, but we want to be sure we let everyone know that that is where we got the yes, spirit today. On rotation, it's, it's a cool little spot in East Dallas. It is. It's uh, nice. It's right across Lake. from the lot, um, yep. right near the spillway on. Uh, White Rock Lakes, so. and right next to Connie Rosso Pizza. Connie Rosso's, yeah, the yeah. excellent pizza joint. The UFC gym, you know, so if you yeah. blast your lats and want to go have a beer, it's a good spot. That's for right. That. Take take a Brock Lesnar down, have some pizza, <laughs> grab <laughs> a fajita, yeah, exactly. go have a beer at on rotation. Makes total sense. And then head to the lot and <laughs> sit outside and sweat your balls well, off. The lot is fine. Whatever you want to do there, but we're <laughs> yeah. talking about on rotation. Yes, we're talking about on rotation. But <laughs> so mango beers, I, I I feel like mango beers have potential. But have often not been represented well because mango is a very strong fruit. It is. And I feel like the the mango IPAs I've had have always been like, we're calling it mango, but you can barely taste the mango. I don't want to call it any base specifically because some of them are local, but I feel like to me, I know you liked the local one, but. Do we have a lot of them though? I, I don't think we have a lot of I've them. I've had, I want to say I've had two or three, and I feel like the ones I've had, the mango has been well underrepresented. Okay, fair enough. We did a mango beer out of uh, Chicago early on. Uh, I can't remember Oh, yeah, from Destel. Yeah, Yeah, it was Destel. That's who it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I remember not minding that, but I also think it had the same problem you're talking about, that it didn't have a lot of mango. Um, And like you said, unfortunately, we have not had the conspiracy theory base IPA to compare it to. Right. um, Which, I mean, based on ratings that I saw, it was not one of their top ten. But the ratings I saw, it got a decent rating, I believe, in the 80s on on rate Beer. So that's not horrible, for sure. And... Yeah, I I just kind of hope this one has a little bit more mango flavor because me too. I don't want just a touch of it. I want I want mango to be prevalent and then have a little hot flavor afterwards. As much as we love to assassinate fruit, I yeah. want to assassinate him right into the vat, and I want yeah. I want that heavy all that mango blood pouring into my mouth. Yeah, if you hate fruit like we do, you want yeah. it you want it destroyed, and you know we don't hate fruit. We hate living fruit. Yes, we like the fact Any, it lives. Yes. Well, I guess we like the fact it lives, so we can kill it. So it has to yeah. get to a certain point, then we destroy it. Yeah, we like to, we like to hunt it. Yeah, exactly. We like to it, hunt put it in fruit. Mouths, yeah. So I like living fruit so I can kill it, but I don't want it to live forever. But I despise the fact that it's like living. I don't want a fruit sanctuary. No. I want no. A fruit, you know, I want to no. be Sure, we destroy fruit. We don't you want any know. wild ranging fruit here. No. No. We're not all. At trapped all. in cages. I mean, maybe before I kill it, but I we'll want be sure be sure yeah, to kill sure. it in the wild. We got to thrill of the hunt. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You can't have it. Just you can't have it like that. King of the Hill episode where the. Deer can't come to the feeder. You can't have yeah. fruit just show up in front of you Exactly, you, you got to go chase no, the fruit down. Put some sport into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trof- trophy hunting. Put some fruit. camouflage on it, but still be, a, be sure you kill it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like, to me, the, uh, the best representation of a fruit beer, or one of the best, is uh, O'Collin's Guava Good, because you can actually taste an ample amount of guava. You can. I hope that, for Southern Star, I hope Mango Theory is actually a bountiful burst of mango in my mouth. Yeah, I was thinking about that. There's not a lot of fruit beers uh around here that I would say are extremely like well, it's unfair to say they're not notable. To me, they're not notable because I just don't go to very many of them. Although I will say Noble Ray just came out with a sour that is very delicious that I texted you about and rubbed in your face that I was drinking it. Right. Um, you know, it was it was like drinking a Jolly Rancher, you know, and that's that's kind of what I like out of those out of sours. An IPA I would expect it to be, you know, flavorful and definitely mango forward. Or maybe even a mango finish, maybe like a, like a resin forward and a mango finish, something like that. That's kind of what I expect. If I remember, Destal was pretty much a resin all the way through, and like a slight hint of yeah, mango, slight taint of mango. Yeah. So I, I don't want that. I, I want I want I want mango to be a dominant flavor for sure. Yeah. I I completely agree with you. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out after we find out about the history of Southern Star Brewery. Southern Star Brewing is located in Conroe, Texas, and was founded in July 2007. They began producing beer in 2008. Southern Star's president is Dave Fergeron, former head brewer of Houston-based St. Arnold Brewing Company. They were the first craft brewery in the state of Texas to offer canned beer. They currently distribute to Texas, Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, and South Carolina. In 2009, Southern Star introduced an annual competition for home brewers, where the winner is awarded a production run via the brewery. Southern Star's flagship beer is its Pine Belt Pale Ale, an American-style pale ale that is roughly 6.5% ABV. This was also the first beer they ever produced. They also produced Buried Hatchet, a strong American stout, at 8.25% ABV, and the Bombshell Blonde, an American blonde ale, at 5.25% ABV. The BJCP standards for a specialty IPA, which I guess is what we're going to call this. Wide variety. A wide variety, yes. Is that it should be hoppy, bitter, and moderately strong like an American IPA, but with some caramel, toffee, and or dark fruit and malt character, which I would be surprised if we get any of that yeah. in this beer. Retaining the dryish finish and lean body that makes IPA so drinkable. A red IPA, to say red specific, specifically in the BJCP standards, but it says specialty at the top, whatever, yeah. is a little more flavorful and malty than an American IPA without being sweet or heavy. So kind of a weird... Uh, Kind of a weird uh, descriptor from B J C P here today. Yeah but I kind of don't. agree. So I don't want to leave just a red IPA, we'll just say it's yeah it's a one off. Well I tried to look up fruit IPA and that's the only thing that came close. So, so this is variable by style, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Our old yeah, friend yeah, variable by style. Looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a distinct style, but uh, it's just one of those people like to do one offs. Yeah. So let's start with uh let's start with the parents. Appearance is definitely orangish in color. Yeah, it um, should be. Color depends on the specific type of IPA. Most should be clear, although certain styles with high amounts of starchy adjuncts or unfiltered dry hop versions may be slightly hazy. Uh, darker types can be opaque. Uh, good persistent head stand with color dependent on the specific type, especially IPA. Now, I will say this beer pool, poured. You weren't in there. You refused to come help me with my broken hand. Yeah, true. Um, but this poured with a very, very thin. When I say thin, some beers we have very thick heads, very substantial. Yeah. And then, recede. this had a very thin head. And this that, is fresh off the tap from on rotation like yeah, an hour ago. Very, very thin head, uh-huh. almost pouring like a soft drink, and then receded very quickly. Uh, we're drinking these in IPA glasses specifically, and there, it there's... It looks thin looking at it. There, There's a head there, but it's not very... Uh, it's like a very thin... Very thin. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot like a soft drink in appearance. Yeah, Sure. Although it does kind of have a mango look to it, it does. Like it has a light uh, color-wise. Yeah, color-wise, it color definitely wise, has yeah. the color of a mango. It's, it's hazy. It's kind of orangish, hazy and orange. Yeah, coppery, kind of bronzish, maybe bronzish, bronzish coppery. Yeah. yeah, all about what you would expect. A lot of carbonation happening in the bottom of that glass. Yeah, uh, very bubbly near the bottom and up at the top. Very bubbly up tops. Sure uh aroma a moderate to strong fresh hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of an american or new world hop such as tropical fruit stone fruit citrus floral spicy berry melon pine resinous, etc most versions are dry hopped and can have additional fresh hop aroma this one definitely has a fruity aroma to me there's a little resin but i think it's really fruity you can really smell the mango there yeah absolutely big time that's the prominent that's a prominent aroma the uh the resin is there the I feel like it's less though. It's not extremely piney, no, no, or, but not at all. it's like it's just a little bitter fart on the back end there. Yeah, it's it's mostly mango sweet aroma. That's, Which that's, I'm gonna take that as a good sign. Oh yeah, me too. That's that's the dominant aroma, and I would kind of expect that. If you're gonna name your beer after a fruit, the yeah. beer that fruit should be well re- represented. Should have smashed that fruit's head into the herb several times. And it smells like they might have. Yeah, there's a lot of um like mango rind in there. Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's not an overripe mango either. It's like a it, it definitely smells, smells like a a like a fresh mango, not Yeah. the overly like the overly heavily syrupy sweet mango like you might get towards not like a canned mango. Or a canned mango. Yeah. It definitely tastes like a like a fresh mango, or yes, yeah. It smells, it smells like yeah. A, like a fresh mango. Can't but say how it tastes yet. With just a little bit bitter, just a little tiny bitter. Fart on the back end, of yeah, that, just like of yeah, that an angel's fart on the back end. Angel's fart of bitterness on the back, yes. on the back end. Now the uh, mouthfeel should be medium to light, uh, medium to light to medium body with a smooth texture, and hop flavors should be medium to very high and should reflect an American or New World hop character, such as citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical, fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Medium standard standard high IPA to flavor. very high hop bitterness. Yeah, standard IPA flavor. Standard IPA flavor. Interested to see if it's a heavy or light mouthfeel. That's an interesting flavor palette. It's an interesting combo. It's Again, way more better than I thought it would be. Unfortunately, you and I do not have the base IPA flavor to compare it to. Because I do think that would help in this case. <clears throat> I actually looked to see if they had it. They did not have it. They just had this one. Uh, to me, this is... You know, if, if I'm getting a mango IPA, I'm getting something that's supposed to be flavored with some sweetness, some fruit, I kind of expect the finish and the start to be a little smooth. I figured it's going to be mostly citrusy, mostly mangoey, a little bit of resiny and pine in the mix. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, this, this is a single IPA base. And for a single IPA base, I had two double IPAs today, marked that under my bragging montage. And that included the sit down from Peticolis, And that also included a new one that I had not had before from Louisiana. And both of those had pretty smooth finishes with a lot of hop up front. This may be more biting than both of those combined, which is crazy to me for a fruit IPA. It's not what I expected. I'm very surprised. This is way more dank than I would have thought for a mango IPA. It's yeah, it's brutal actually. I would think that there're probably going to be some people out there that really appreciate this IPA. Yeah. I'm not. I guess I'm not in the category. Not that I don't enjoy a dank IPA now and again. I probably enjoy them even less so than you do. Oh, by far. Right? But I, would say. I feel like this is a, taking this even because of the, the mango contrast. This is taking your love for a dank flavor to a new level because you have to not only love the dank flavor you like to you have to like and or love the dank flavor of the hops combined with a moderate mango presence. And I'm not sure from my mouth that this beer works. Yeah, and again, like I said, I had a couple of Dippas today. Dippas are supposed to be, um, as far as we've experienced, and if I'm wrong, please hit us up with the phone number or the email address, but everything I know about Dippas, those tend to be the highest hopped IPAs going, more so than triples. Had a whole discussion about this today with uh, a Canadian guy at the uh, at the on rotation. Um, yeah, they allow Canadians in there, so just FYI. But he was drinking molson the entire time. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but um, you know, triples tend to get a little sweeter. Uh, doubles tend to be really biting. Mm-hmm. There are some harsh triples, but just the more popular ones tend to have a kind of a sweet edge, multi edge. And to me, a single that's got some mango, I would expect. Again, like I said a little bit of piney aftertaste, a little bit of resiny aftertaste. Uh, that's kind of signature qualities of an IPA. But the mango, I would think, would be pretty high presence, and uh, highly present. And to me, the mango is kind of a... It's, it's decently present, but the problem is the resin kicks your tongue right in the taint, right off the bat. And then there's a little bit of mango after the fact that your tongue is already in shock from the, you know... Jean-Claude Van Damme kickboxer to the face of resin that it doesn't register as well. I think they're really kind of doing a disservice to the mango flavor. I gotta agree. I would have definitely preferred on this beer a cleaner IPA because I think you're doing the mango a disservice. Yeah. Because mango is a very distinct flavor on its own. It's one of those that it just has a singular profile that is not when you mix it with other stuff, you're not going to confuse mango with oh, any no. other fruit. It's very distinct. It's a noble, it's much a notable fruit. Much like guava, very yeah. distinct flavor. And I feel like it's just a weird yeah. mouth bouquet. You're to not be, doing like an apple IPA. Apple, yeah. apple though somewhat distinct, is kind of generic. Mango is very, yeah. very specific. Abso- absolutely. I mean, every fruit has a distinguishable flavor, but you know, apples and yeah. oranges to an extent. I mean, that, you know what they are, but they're kind of more neutral. Mango's got a very specific flavor profile and to me, like I said, they're doing a disservice to that by just smacking you in the face with resin off the bat and then if you can get past that, there is quite a bit of mango flavor in this, but that resin is so harsh in the beginning. It's it's just off-putting. It really conveys... I will applaud let me say this about Southern Star. I will applaud them for making Mango a prominent character. I think that's other mango IPAs I've had more have, so than we've done in the past. Yes, have significantly lacked Destal I can't remember whoever Destel? we did before. Yeah, yeah Destal, Yeah, it's it, and it's, and it's more others. prominent than they were. They have significantly lacked a mango. Well, yeah, profile. but for the show, the, yes. that's the only other mango we've done. I mean, I yeah. I think I will applaud them for that. I just don't. I think the IPA base they used with this was not a not a good starting point. It is. I agree. It really conveys so. When I first smelled this when I was pouring it, I was like, oh, wow, that's a really pleasant smell. The aroma is great. The aroma, the aroma is, is fantastic. Very citrusy, very, very mango. mango. You don't smell hardly any IPA bite yeah. to it. You don't, And you don't get a lot of the danky IPAs. You can smell the dankosity coming out of that glass, out of the pour. You don't, you don't get that at all. And really, even now as I'm going back and smelling it again, it smells just mango there's no dank coming out of that. Yeah, very limited. I no mean, you have to know that it's there yeah. and then you can say, okay, maybe there's some, but that, like if you just said take a whiff of this to somebody, yeah. they'd say, oh yeah, that smells like mango. To me, like a lot of dank IPAs, if you just sort of smell the glass, it smells like bong water or something like that. Sure. There's none of that here. It smells mostly like mango. 99% mango, a little bit of dank. But you taste it and that dank West Coast IPA flavor, whatever hops you're using in here, and I, I don't know, and that's, Shortcoming, it really makes the beer on the back end of my mouth taste like, like if you were like me at Boy Scout camp as a kid, you go there, and you're like, I didn't want to shower with the other kids. I'm I'm wearing sweaty clothes all the time. It smells like, or it tastes like. Uh, the smell of your sweaty Boy Scout Camp socks because you <laughs> haven't washed them and you've been re-wearing the same socks over and over again and not in a pleasant way, I should, I should know. Like, Is there a dang, pleasant I, way to do sure, that? There are some dank IPAs that really work. To me, this doesn't work. This is like... Yeah, it, but the, this, the socks of Boy Scout Camp, that's a different thing. Yeah, the, but this is, this is what it smells. It's what it tastes like. It's that smell-to-taste conversion. It just reminds me of sweaty Boy Scout Camp socks. And like with a little bit of sweetness up front, that reminds you that fruit is well, there. We use uh, Amarillo and uh, Simcone hops, just FYI, and the base conspiracy theory. So I'm sure that's what's uh, here. Man, I severely disappointed by this beer. Yeah, it's just not. It's not. It's not a great smell. Lovely color. Yeah, not a great presentation on the head. But I had high whatever. hopes. I had high hopes. I did too. Forward. But I'm severely disappointed by this beer. It's like. It's it's a bitterness on the roof of your mouth, which is not a good bitterness. It is rank on the back end of your mouth, which I just doesn't work for me. Or dank, no rank. I mean rank. Okay. I mean it is like toxicity in my mouth. It's. I just feel like it's dank of roll. So no, it is dank. Yeah, but it's also rank in my mouth. Fair enough. It feels it like it has the. It's conjuring up all the feelings of the worst morning breath I've ever had of all time. It's like someone and I smelled that because I sleep with my nose right in your mouth. Yeah, that's what we, how we do most. Of my oh, life. it's like huffing on an anus and then yeah. waking up. Yeah, like waking up and belching in somebody's face. Sure. I, I mean, it's really that unpleasant. The the, the aftertaste is that unpleasant. And I, I'm not okay. I'm exaggerating a little, but to be, I mean, yes, I'm always hyperbolic, but it really is not a pleasant aftertaste at all, at all. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I, man, this really, this uh. This is really disappointing. I'm really <laughs> blown away here. Like, because yeah. great smell, great color. Love Southern Star from what I've had of them. Yeah. This just does not work on <laughs> any level other than smell. So, do we want to get to ratings? <sighs> Man. You're first this week, Mark, on the ratings. Again, smells, reminds me of uh, sweaty Boy Scout socks. <laughs> uh, rank shoes. Sweat, dankness. There was a lot of Boy Scout tank shoved in his face when he was a kid. There was, there was. Um, Just, which you embrace to an extent. Well, yeah. There's there's only so much. At certain points, erotic. (laughs) Past that, it's just, it's just abusive, (laughs) right? Um, Rank, uh, without being pleasant, um, it really fills the like the roof of your mouth and just stays. It's, it's really a cloud of. It's an acrid cloud that persists in your mouth and does not go away. Like, I'm sitting here, and I feel like I've just woken up from an 18-hour nap. (laughs) You get to sit there like Thomas from the break room and go, Exactly. for about 20 minutes, and you still have the same flavor. It's drying. Uh, It's much like a West Texas summer. It's drying in your mouth. You've been sitting in those Boy Scout knee-high socks. You've been marching all day. You've got blisters on your feet. That's what this kind of reminds me of. Sure. Really, the main positive this beer has going for it is the smell, is the mango smell. I think they, for the most part, represented the mango really well because it's, it is prominent. It is yeah. there. It is up front. But it's, it seeds all other mango esqueness, mango qualities. <laughs> everything about a mango that you enjoy, the sweetness, uh, the syrupiness, it disappears. The cuddle ability, quickly. everything. Yes. Yeah. It just vanishes. It has been assassinated by the. It'd be by, like cuddling with a spiky mango. Yes, it's it's been assassinated by the dankness of the west of the west coast. <laughs> so, I man, I cannot recall a beer I've been so disappointed by in recent memory. Ah, I have no choice. How low will he go, folks? But to give this beer a two out of five. Whoa! Boom! Uh, right I, in I, your face, Southern Star. Again, well, like. Budweiser or something like that is going to be a one out of five. Yeah. Because that's pretty low. Not many beers I can recall are lower than a one out of five. I'm not sure you didn't give the Coors two out of five. I might have. <laughs> but that's, that's like looking on the upswing. Right. In this case, I, I think they did one thing right, and they represented the, 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 the smell and initial taste of the mango well, sure. very well. It's just everything else destroys that palate. Yeah, I agree destroys that palate. And after this, I'm guessing we're never going to talk to Southern Star in an interview. But that's all right. We're independent journalists. Absolutely. Uh, for me, the thing that's interesting about this beer is I feel like the baseline IPA, the conspiracy theory from Southern Star, which this is based on, is probably something I would like. Yeah. It's got the dank flavor I that I like. It's got a lot of the IPA flavor qualities that I like. Um, but my problem is <clears throat> this is supposed to be a mango IPA. Yeah. That I would expect to be sweeter, more pleasant. Um not not that those other flavors aren't pleasant to me, but I feel like this would be more of a baseline. It'd be more like smooth, pleasant, sweet IPA with a little bit of a little bit of hoppy flavor mixed in, mostly something sweet and something smooth. So it it was not what I expected. I would like to try the conspiracy theory to compare at some point just to see what I think about it, because I didn't mind the baseline IPA. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp as you. Uh, probably not quite as disappointed, because I do like harsh, resonating IPAs. Yeah. But I also have to qualify that with the fact that that's not what I expected from this. So, uh, to me, I would I'm going to have to give this one a 2.75 out of 5. Not as horrible as you thought, but not what I hoped for. Is that an all-time low score from us? It might be. <sighs> it's got to be down there with the Lemon Chiffon from Rogue. It's higher than that, but yeah, it's, it's down there. Let's go back and, and re-examine, because that's a 2.375 out of 5, which yeah. is one of our all-time lowest rated beers. True. Again, I agree with you. The, the Conspiracy Theory IPA, if it's just that dank taste... Could probably be a standout, really a good standby IPA. A good IPA. Not necessarily a top-of-the-pops IPA, but yeah. But it could be a good IPA. Yeah. That mango, though, I don't know if it's just somebody took a left turn when they should have taken a right. They They did. They zigged when they should have (laughs) zagged. Yes, fair enough. These are really two competing flavors, like two enemies of flavors together that do not play well. Yes. There are no play dates for these flavors. I agree. These moms hate each other. Yep, fair enough. They will not be in the PTA together. Their mothers will not be in the PTA. Yeah, now. they will not do uh, joint play dates or whatever. No, at the sandbox. There will be no. There will be competitive bake sales. There will be competitive no, lemonade stands. There will be no comfortable sandbox. No, this Competing is eating sandbox. This is just so disappointing from Southern Star. Yeah, sucks. We'll have to go back and drink the uh, several buried hatchet stouts. To get this flavor out of our mouths. Two point three seven five out of five. Well, thanks for listening to episode one one zero one 0 of BrewBloods. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for all your support. Have we done this 110 times, Mark? I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's just stop now. That's at least 110 beers, right? <laughs> uh, at least. <laughs> Probably more than that. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. We'd appreciate it if you have any friends that enjoy listening to things and uh, drinking beer and uh, listen to podcasts, tell them about our show. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we do have another podcast called The Break Room at breakroom.tv if you enjoy Considerably more scatological, way less Shows. important than this one. Way less important, but uh, we do. It's a a thing. Thing. It is a it is a thing that we output. It's a thing that it's exists. It's a Thing that we record once in a while. If you like beer and you're in uh, Lake Highlands or somewhere in East Dallas, stop by on rotation. Absolutely, you might find us in there. In yeah, you might. You, you might. you won't find, find a, Mark there, but you, you might, might find, find a him. random Canadian there drinking yeah. plenty of Molson at the same time. <laughs> you might find me there. You won't find Mark out there. No, you might you'll, find me. You will never that. find me in public. Yeah, he's he's very isolated, very exclusive. I hiss like a possum if anybody sees me in public. You actually have to pay him a talent fee to get him out of anywhere. That's right. So yeah. why I wear a burka in public For all me, times. I'm free. I, I just go out. But him, no. <laughs> uh, check us on all the social networks, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have any feedback on the show, you can go to Reddit. reddit.com. Slash r slash brewbloods, although I haven't updated in that in many weeks. Uh, you can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com. It does exist. And you can call us at 469-573. Beer, that's 469-573-2337. are on Snapchat? Uh, of the occasion? Sure. We're there, right? We're We have... A handle. Okay, fair that's enough. about all safe for us. So for Dustin and Mark. For Mark, I'm Dustin Probst. Probes.